0: his market explainer america's number one Mm -hmm. business news podcast this next story before we jump into it, i want to tell you about my website workinghomestuff.com as we all know working at home ain't going away it is not so you're going to need stuff to make that 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 home office an office Mm -hmm. you go to workinghomestuff.com we have reviews on chairs and desks And I want you to check out this product, and you'll get linked off to Amazon, uh, of which this is an Amazon uh, affiliate website. That's workathomestuff.com. Yep. Now, uh, this is a fun story, super awesome, very (laughs) exciting, not remotely political. Walgreens is closing five stores in San Francisco, citing organized shoplifting, and also along these lines... Target's closed at 6 p.m. in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Target has closed, I believe, two stores because of the exact same issue. Totally cool, right? Awesome. Well,
1: by the way, this is number, these adding these five will mark 22 total Walgreens that have shut in the Bay Area in the last 14 months,
0: which is fine. There's nothing wrong with
1: that. It's only it's only almost half of their stores. Now, right. when we say citing, look, there's a lot of people that are saying different things. What Walgreens yeah. is saying is they're citing and so is Target, by the way, by closing at six or whatever, they're citing citing organized shoplifting. Now, right. I'll I'll go back. I was I was instilled to my knowledge, I am the youngest Walgreens store manager that have ever been. I was given a store when I was eighteen years old. By Walgreens, right? So, to run. And the point, yeah. though, is, is we had a policy back then that I actually almost got fired for. I was coming into work one day, um, literally uh, coming from my car, walking into the Walgreens. A yeah. person comes running out the door, obviously. Well, I say obviously. After the fact, learned that, that he had stolen something and was running out the door. And look, I played football right in school and stuff like that someone runs to you 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 instead of Chuck taking them. it and smashing it you you shuck them it's called shucking yeah. in football right you, yeah. you you absorb and push off that gravity. Okay. well when i did that the guy went basically face first into one of those concrete pylons which, right, if that he are, wasn't
0: running uh, after he had stolen Right something. in Walgreens, yeah.
1: right? Right. Um, and then, and basically said, uh, he, you know, the, the, basically the way the story was spun was I was trying to stop him from stealing. Now, right. at that time, and I'm pretty sure Walgreens still has this policy, you are not allowed as the store employee to right. do anything about people shoplifting.
0: <laughs>
1: you are not, like, it is against their policy. If you do anything right. to stop them, you are fired. Really. Like that is their policy. That's why I what say I almost logic? got fired.
0: Right. And the, logic the logic is logic? safety,
1: right? Okay. It, it's it's responsibility that if you get hurt as an employee of Walgreens because you're trying to stop someone from stealing twenty dollars worth of crap, is it worth it? Right? Right. Um, because actually, and this being a store manager, um, like ninety percent of all retail theft actually comes okay. from employees. Oh, not, that's good. not good. Not know. I, so their theory, when you talk about loss prevention at like retail stores, is right. if they could stop employee theft, it wouldn't matter how much actually walked out the front door by others, because right. you'd be stopping ninety percent of it, right? Yeah, which is the so, most you can hope for, right? Exactly. So they wouldn't care. So that that so a liability is the reason. So when you talk about these kind of stories, you're talking about organized people that have right. now figured this out and figured out that well if i'm not going to be stopped there was a viral video in june um that and i say viral i mean it went everywhere because it brought up this question it highlighted this problem that they're talking about where it was a a employee of a walgreens with their camera out watching someone on a bike inside the store loading things into a black garbage bag and then just riding out the store with it.
0: What's wrong with that? God bless America. Now, <laughs> eventually,
1: this guy was caught because he was an idiot yeah. Uh, yeah. because he did it. Uh, I, I think a half a dozen times at the exact same location. Switch um, it up, Al. So, but here's what's happening. I kind of combined Here. this with two different stories. Um, there was a there's a story that just came out because they were just sentenced a yeah. father and daughter. Um, That over a period of the last eight, nine years um, have stolen an estimated of or have made an estimated six million dollars off of organized retail theft.
0: And there was another there's an article. There was an article in Wall Street Journal. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. It was something the excess of 30 million dollars that CVS was combating. Of uh, $30 million of theft. I watched a TikTok video of it was somebody who's waiting for their prescription and uh, they just watch a guy, burly, big guy, walk behind, you know, this is a part, it's just a little swinging door. Right. Piles through the door. And, you know, uh, you know we're just, let's deal in reality. More diminutively sized, smaller women working there. Big, burly guy just comes in. Loads up a bunch of stuff off the Be, prescription shelf. Sure. And he's not even running. He's just, he's moseying out the front door. Well, because, and and so you had you this so organized
1: we, retail theft, right? And, and then that, you have,
0: yeah. In this
1: case, it, the <laughs> one I was saying that just got cited, they each got five years in jail, which is, you know, again, I, you, you know. they going to uh, keep the money? Uh, well, no. Well, um, yes, because they spent it. Like there's oh. restitution that they added onto it. I think they were told to uh, pay back four point three million dollars. Well if they took six yeah and spent it where and A, if they're in jail now, where are they getting the four point three five million dollars? Because I guarantee it's now, not sitting in their bank see, accounts.
0: If you had stole six point one million, invested that two correctly you could cover your restitution. <laughs> well, that's the Wolf of Wall Street thing, the right? The
1: time. guy went to jail, but he was still rich. He didn't yeah. have to pay back all the money that he that he stole from people over the Wolf of Wall Street. You know, yes. Danny would argue that he didn't steal anything. But the point here is is you have people. And this is where, again, Danny's not going to care about this. But really what this is about is about people taking advantage of people. Meaning well, the people that are actually stealing these that they're using to steal from target and walgreens or whatever these are typically people in low-income areas they're homeless they're whatever they steal these objects and take it to like in that case with the 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 father-daughter combo there they were taking it to a warehouse And then they were giving them pennies on the dollar for these products and then turn around and selling them for almost full price on, guess what? Amazon.com, Walmart.com, all of these open platforms where, hey, if you have a product, you
0: you can can sell sell it. it. So what's interesting is in in San Francisco, and now this is related to the case of the father and daughter, because they're in Atlanta. But um, the case in San Francisco, they don't prosecute over a, a, over under a certain dollar amount. I think that's I think that's around a thousand dollars or nine hundred mm-hmm. some dollars. They don't prosecute petty theft, and so it isn't simply Walgreens' bad policy. Or I understand the policy, um, but it's combined with the fact that the city is not going to do anything about people stealing from you. And uh, there is a concern in lower um, income communities of something called a food desert, where uh, you can't get fresh produce because there are no grocery stores. There's all these wild conspiracies as to why that's the case. When a situation like this, you look at a Walgreens, there's a large corporation saying, we can't operate profitably. Mm-hmm. In, in the Bay Area, same thing with Target, with the close by six o'clock. Now, if you take that data from the large corporation and go, hey, wait, if a billion dollar corporation like Walgreens or Target can't properly function in your uh, location, Right. how do you expect a mom and pop to stand up uh, a grocery store? Because grocery grocery stores are regional chains. If a regional chain that you know they do hundred million dollars in annual sales, the profit on groceries hovers around one or two percent, right? Exactly net, net numbers after taxes, paying everybody, disposing of, of of bad goods, all that other stuff, food waste, all this other jazz. Talking about one or two percent. Why is it? And then if you just add the shrinkage factor of half a percent. You're eating up a quarter of the profits just in theft. You're going to close. Well, but this is also
1: the reason, and people don't get this, theft, corporations don't take losses for anything, right? Right. So what they do, and this is why even here in Austin, I can walk into a Walgreens in Cedar Park where I live um, and buy a product. If I go to East Austin, that product may be 20% more. Right? right because what they do on any given store it's built into their pricing if i have a high theft store they just take that and build it into the pricing so the people that are buying products in that area again lower what? income impoverished areas are paying more for products than people because- in higher class areas because the, of the theft. They just incorporated into their business model for that area, right? So, San Francisco has come out as the city and said Walgreens shouldn't do this, so trying to paint Walgreens as the bad guy here, because, guess what? Walgreens, people go to, old folks go to Walgreens, right? People go to Walgreens you, after work on their way home, because they're treated like a convenience store, right? Right. I and then understand they're
0: understand how Walgreens ends up being the bad guy for saying, hey, we don't want to put our employees at risk um, because of the the rampant theft. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm no like uh, I'm no um, cop fan here, but like let's just be honest. If you don't let these people, if you don't let the police do the job of like, hey, you can't steal things. That's a basic premise of a of a society of a functioning society. Is right. you don't get to steal stuff. Now I've heard stories. Don't know if they're true. On various podcasts about how you can go outside of a Walgreens in places like San Francisco and New York City mm-hmm. and down the street, a block or two, a guy will set up a card table and he's selling everything he just stole at a Walgreens.
1: Well, in today's world, they do it online because, again, nobody cares. Walmart, Amazon, all these different places, especially if you have bulk product. Hell, Amazon, if I have a bulk product, I can send it into Amazon. Amazon will take care of shipping it out within that two days. They don't ask me where I got it from. They They don't don't care where it comes from. They just – that they get their cut and that they get to go. There's
0: an entire business model where people buy stuff that's returned to Amazon. And mm-hmm. if they and they do the quality the quality the QC, the quality mm-hmm. control on it. And they say, "Hey, you know, 15% of this stuff is garbage, but the rest of it's good." They return it to Amazon, and it goes back into Amazon FBA, and yep. it's they're making margin. And that's good for them. I got no beef with people making well, but money, but if about
1: you them. stole this product, or and you had the someone steal this. It's all. There's no such thing as a uh, you know margin because it didn't cost you. It cost you next to nothing, and that's the right. whole. That that part has been figured out so consistently that people yeah. have. Um, you know that again, you're always going to have people that abuse the system, and San Francisco is reeling. Right, like everybody's read about mm-hmm. San Francisco's homeless population is has grown so much. Um, I actually went to San Francisco not too long ago. It the uh, and we spent almost zero time in downtown San Francisco because, right. quite frankly, it's disgusting. Um, yeah. There are people everywhere. Um, the city is disgustingly dirty and that right. kind of stuff. So. It's not surprising when you look at it from that standpoint, right. and the city is doing nothing to protect and, the businesses.
0: And, and let me just say something to the people of San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Texas is full. Don't come. <laughs> Oklahoma, <laughs> on the other hand, plenty of, plenty of land, plenty of room, plenty they of got, land. They got the they got the vacancy sign on. Head right out to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. If we just tell you it's Texas, you ain't gonna know the difference anyway. Right? Uh, that,
1: that's partially true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They but they've got plenty of land, areas.
0: plenty of space. Uh, you and, can spread out. And they got casinos. Texas won't let you have casinos yet. <laughs> don't come here. It's full. There's no space. Elon Musk isn't actually opening a factory here. Don't worry about it. He's not coming that's right. here. Completely hey, no dismiss here.
1: everything we've said. Yeah. Um, it's don't not come.
0: worth living here. It's it, Texas is all hype. There's no space. I don't come here. <laughs> no space. To New Mexico, <laughs> plenty of space. Oklahoma, I'm sure
1: New Mexico, or, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. You know, Colorado. Go to Colorado. Weed's legal there. So you know, yeah, go to Colorado. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, before we close out our show today, I want to tell you about our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com/slash mm-hmm. market explainer. We're gonna be adding some shows there, different types of content, same uh same next point of business because that's what we love talking about. So um, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Market Explainer. You can go to our website. Our website will show you everything we got going on.
1: MarketExplainer.com. Yep. And we're going. So, I think we're going to put all our follow ups and stuff like that. Yeah. How often that Danny's wrong and I'm right, or yeah, is, you know uh, uh, how often we are right or we call yeah. a trend. Danny loves to point out the fact when he finds a story before it was a story kind of thing. Um, so I think lot. those.
0: C- <laughs> um... Those kinds of things. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about something political, I did do a radio show over the weekend back in my hometown. Uh, that link will be somewhere, um, I don't, probably in the description of the show. So, uh, but before we leave, I just I just want everyone to know that if you get a hold of me personally, I offer absolution for white guilt for a nominal, reoccurring monthly fee. In addition, I sell passes to make racial jokes. Um, it's a revenue stream that I'm developing. So if you're looking for that, I'm also, you know, this is diversity inclusion and equity month. I am a diversity inclusion and equity coordinator and consultant.
1: So reoccurring monthly fee for the That's white good. privilege, huh? re- right. re- reoccurring.
0: Literally. White guilt. I absolve the white guilt for that. Yes. Ah, yes.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Wow. That is somehow not surprising in the least. Right. <laughs> we'll see you next time, folks.